Okay, finishing the third point because my, my truck shut off and, and it cut off the recording. So, finishing the third point of this, um, we were talking about, I, I said that uh, a brother from church said that if I ever had any, a little bit of trash and I was close by his work, I could just stop and drop it off. Uh, so I was, I was in that position today. So, and, and as brothers and sisters, um, not friends, I don't really claim to have any friends. I, I, friends come and go friends, you know, they get married, they move away. Um, but a brother and sister in Christ is, is something completely different. And, uh, and it's a lot closer than a friend. And one thing that we're supposed to do is we're supposed to lift each other up, you know, encourage each other, you know, uh, edify the body of Christ. So I had the opportunity today, whenever I stopped by his work, to unload the rest of that trash. Uh, so we kind of got to edify each other. We got it. We got to build each other up uh, in the Word of God. You know, um, give some scripture and just you know lift each other up, which is what the body of Christ is supposed to do. Um, it's a it's a big body. The body of Christ encompasses so much. Uh, our brothers and sisters all over the world, in which we I've talked on this su subject often about how we how how easily. We, we get consumed in our own little bubble, our own little sphere of influence. And we forget about our brothers and sisters in Christ uh, who, are, who, who may be suffering or going through things, you know, throughout the rest of the world. Um, so we need to always remember to lift up our brothers and sisters, you know, as the Bible says, to, to mourn with them as they mourn and to rejoice with them as they rejoice. So... Uh, being in the body of Christ is a wonderful thing, and, and we need to stay, especially in these in these end days. Uh, it's not even end times anymore. And, you know, all the way back when the Bible was written, two to three thousand years ago, Jesus already said then that we're in the end days. So, how much closer are we actually now than we were then? It's past the point of being in the end days, that we are in the end seconds almost, uh, which is why a lot of brothers and sisters that I've been talking to have the same urgency that I feel like we don't have time to, to, to dance around the bush anymore, uh, that we need to start telling people anywhere. It doesn't matter who they are. It doesn't matter. <sighs> your pride in, in your in your self look, your 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 image uh which all that still boils down to pride the pride is the, the root of it all needs to go out the window for all who consider themselves to be believers because it's time now that no matter it, it, who the person is that you're that you're, you you get the, the the opportunity to talk to uh whether it's your boss whether it don't matter it's it's so late in the game now that we need to ask them if they know Jesus regardless. Uh, 
Who cares what they think of you? You're not answering to them like I mentioned earlier in the, in the first part of this. I'm not answering to a paycheck. I'm not answering to a boss. I'm not answering to a company. I'm not answering to a person, an individual. I'm not even answering to my wife. In the end, my eternity rests with Jesus Christ. And in the end, he is the one I'm answering to. So it doesn't matter what they think of you, what it does to your image. It, it, you have no image in Christ. The image you're supposed to be representing and, and the image that you're supposed to be getting made more into likeness of every day is the image of Jesus Christ, not your own image. That's why you sacrifice the self daily. You sacrifice your flesh. You, you, you put yourself down and lift, and lift God up that God receives all the glory through his son, Jesus Christ, and everything that was done for you through Jesus Christ. It's not about us. It's about how many people can you tell about Jesus Christ? I'm not saying lead them to salvation or the sinner's prayer. I'm not just talking to them about Jesus. That's all I'm saying. Something that we all really need to be doing more of, including myself. Um, I, I know I walk away from, from situations sometimes because I just flat out don't think about it. Um, in the in this in the situation, it's just a, a quick encounter, and don't even think twice about it until maybe I'm driving away and I'm like, "Darn, I should have asked them if they knew Jesus." So, uh, I'm not trying to beat anybody up about it. If, if anything, I got to start with beating my own self up. So, it's just something that we need to be conscious of. Something we all should be striving to do more of, um, because it, this world's running out of time. We who believe have been born again, who hopefully have been filled with the Holy Spirit. I hope you have. Um, you know, our, our eternity is, is, already, is already set. Our books have already been written in the Lamb Book of Life. So now what matters? Now we have our salvation, and we should be beyond grateful, beyond measure, beyond more than we could ever say or think or do that we have our salvation, we've been adopted into the greatest kingdom, the eternal kingdom of God himself. Now it's, we should be asking others if they want to be adopted in that kingdom also. If they want to know someone who, who laid down their life so that they could be set free, so that they didn't have to pay the price for their own sins, that he took, he paid the price for them. Now it's the time that we should be asking those questions, not being so self-consumed with our own image, our own pride or our own example of how we think church should be. The Bible tells us how church should be in churches that don't let riffraff or somebody that may not have took a shower in a couple of days or someone they know that doesn't quite do right around town come into their church because they don't have the image the church is trying to uphold. That's not a church. That's not a church at all. The Bible tells you what a church should do. Look at who Jesus went and ministered to, the lepers, the, 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 the prostitute, the, the woman at the well who was living with the, the fifth person who was not her husband. Uh, and, and those are the same people that we should open, open arms, invite into our church because how else are they going to change from their wicked ways or know what, the, what they're doing is wrong unless they come in to get full of the word and have the opportunity to change their lives. Let the word of God change them and the Holy Spirit to call them to salvation that they may repent and give their lives to Jesus Christ. If we reject them and look down upon them and don't allow them into the church, it's not our place to say who can and cannot come into the church. God says to welcome all people 
to spread the word to every living creature on the planet. So just because they might smell a little bit or because they don't look right or they don't shave or they're whatever it might be, that we should judge them and not let them into the church to, to hopefully, hopefully be led to their salvation? Shame on us. Shame on us. That's not a church. A church should be the center point, the pillar of the community. When people need help for whatever reason, whatever it is, the first place they should come to is the church. And the first place that the church should go to with that person needing help is to the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the fixer. He's the reason. He's what grants our eternity. He's the one that paid the price. He's the one that made the, made the way that overcame. It's him. It's not us. And churches that are out to get as many seats filled as they can and make as much money as they can and promote themselves like they're a rock star to break in more and more and more and more money, that money's not going with you and that money's not going to save you. It's not going to save anyone else sitting in your church. So, that uh, I think that got everything off my chest for, for today. It's just been one of them days, this whole week. Not just myself, not just uh, my family, but even my brothers and sisters. Man, Satan has been attacking hard. This is, uh, this is the greatest time of spiritual warfare <laughs> since Jesus walked the face of the earth. So... And it's only getting stronger. The spiritual warfare is only amping up, only getting stronger. And you see more people falling away from the church. But at the same time, you see so many new believers that have, have went to the end of the ropes that just don't understand anymore, that just can't figure life out anymore. And they turn to the one who has it all figured out, who's written the beginning from the end, who overcame the world. And they look to him for answers instead of looking to the world. And they find their salvation when a lot of other people who we thought had their salvation never had it to begin with and in, in, in their fallen way. So it's a crazy time we're in right now. But it's a, it's a privileged time to be a believer. Uh, we were put, anyone who's listening to this and, and is a believer, we were put here in this time for a reason. And... I know my reason is to make sure people know about Jesus. Whether they accept him or not, it's not on me. But it, it is on me that they know about him. So I just pray for encouragement. Pray for churches. Pray for pastors that are still 100% speaking the whole word of God and not being led by the money or by the power or by anything else, but just humbly serving God in their congregation, in leading people to the saving grace of Jesus Christ. So, I think uh, we'll continue with some more of these later. Um, and just really, really been strong for a couple of months now. Just been so strong in my spirit to be praying for my brothers and sisters whether I personally know them or not, just lifting up the body of Christ, just because, like I said, it's just uh, the warfare is just getting more and more and more and more, and it's getting hard. It's getting tough, uh, but we stand upon an immovable rock. 
And that rock is Jesus Christ. And there's nothing that's going to overcome it. Just like uh, our, our Wednesday night teacher, Terry, said last night, that Christ built his church upon the rock and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And you're really starting to see that play out right now. And you're, the, the, more, the more that God tarries from calling us home in the rapture, the more you're going to see that being played out. So just put on your armor. Put on your armor every day and just step into the fight. And know that Jesus loves you. He won't leave you nor forsake you. He's got you in the midst of everything, no matter what you think it is. If you sell out 100% to him like he sold out 100% for you, you better believe that you'll be taken care of and you'll be blessed and you have an eternal home in heaven.